Hey everybody, it's Chris. If you're a sports fan like me, or you're just a fan of a great story, you gotta check out Press Box Access, a sports history podcast hosted by Todd Jones. Todd sits down with fellow sports writers who experienced firsthand some of the biggest sports moments of the past 50 years, and they share some of the stories behind the stories, some of which they've only told to each other. What I personally love are the wild stories that you might not hear so much about on SportsCenter over the years. Like when Indiana-based sports journalist Bob Kravitz recounts the time Bobby Knight showed up naked to an office meeting with him and then banned him from the Hoosiers' locker room for the next three years because Bob wrote a story he didn't like. Or when Alexander Wolfe tells a story about going out on the town in Chicago with Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra in the middle of a Bulls playoff series. Or when Dan Wetzel talks about what it was like to be in the media room when Temple basketball coach John Chaney stormed into UMass coach John Calipari's press conference after a game and threatened to kill him. These wild and fun stories, paired with stories about real sports greatness, you know, like the 1970s Steelers being the greatest NFL dynasty ever, or the legendary rivalry between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and even the impact of protests for social justice issues in sports, make Pressbox Access a show you should check out. Pressbox Access is part of the Evergreen Podcast family, and it's available all the places you get your pods, and you can also find Pressbox Access on YouTube. Go check it out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Our Patreon supporters voted and they made it clear. They said, you gotta be crazy if you don't do an episode about Desiree. Don't worry, Patreon. We're not crazy, but we are bad, bold, wise, hard, tough, strong, cool, calm, together, and every other positive self-affirmation you can imagine. But did the signature Desiree mix of pop and soul make us want to listen as our day unfolds or leave us challenging what the future holds? Listen to find out. One hit is all you need to make the money guaranteed. And you can live off royalties forever. And it makes me wonder is it just a wonder or is it one hit thunder? Matt, all I know, all I know is we're about to talk Desiree. <laughs> I sometimes never know how you're going to kick these off. That one's a good one. This was actually one of your picks on the uh, the Patreon. You and I always pick two songs, so I'm up for voting. And uh, Desiree won. The Patreon said, you got to talk about you got to be. Uh, we could all use some positive affirmations in our lives sometimes, right? And what better way 
to deliver them to us than Desiree's 1994 hit, You Gotta Be. Yeah. I mean, and it's also, just to get this out of the way, again, our UK listeners are probably pulling their hair straight out their head that this is on a podcast about one-hit wonders. But, you know, just again, in the States, this was it. This didn't even this song didn't even do as well as her debut single in the UK. Uh, Feels so high actually outperformed it in her home country. But here really? in the states, this is the only Desiree song. Yeah, I don't. I think that this is a massively catchier song than Feels So High. <laughs> Feels So High. We'll get into. We got lots to talk about with Feels So High. But <laughs> we'll talk about Desiree a little bit first. Uh, I think a funny part that I learned about her background was that even before she was in the music business, her mother gave her a stern warning, which sounds like something that would be out of like the Dewey Cox story, (laughs) Uh, walk hard or something. Her mother gave her a stern warning, which was don't get into the music business. You'll get (laughs) exploited and manipulated, (laughs) which is a pretty funny backstory. But of course, when she was 23 years old, she asked her boyfriend to send a demo of hers to a major label, which I I don't know what world you just send your demo to a major label, like pop it in the mail, but that worked and she got signed. Here's the thing. So on her Wikipedia page, it says the following sentence at the age of 22 with no musical contacts, she got signed. And then the very next sentence is that she asked her boyfriend to send her demo to the record label, which makes me feel like one of those things can't possibly be true. <laughs> like, it sounds like to me the boyfriend had to have had some musical contact <laughs> with a record label. <laughs> or he just dropped it in the mailbox. <laughs> I mean, and then he's like, yo, I'm taking credit for that. I dropped it in the mailbox. I, I don't know. This story, that sounds like you could get signed to like a small punk label that way, but is it? Yeah, she got signed to Sony, (laughs) like an offshoot of Sony, right? I didn't know that's all it took. Hey man, sometimes, sometimes you just got to put it out there. It's like your lottery ticket, put it out there. Well, and then the other thing that actually is really impressive is that the debut single Feel So High was released just 12 weeks after the signing. So the turnaround time between demo signing recording and releasing the first single was three months or less uh, which is crazy (laughs) that is a quick turnaround time and that feels Um, so high song i don't know you listened to it right yeah it's all right Uh, is it i didn't even think it was all right (laughs) it is so she sings so monotone in it like i was not impressed with her as a vocalist in that song i think she sounds great in you gotta be but feels so high i was like uh but we have Listen, more conversation is there a little yeah. bit is there a little bit of chris Fafayos, Whoa, hold up we're, no, we're not janet getting into jackson that super fan coming out we're not <laughs> getting into that yet we'll, we'll get into that soon but <laughs> uh well anyway they they released this song <laughs> and apparently this is just what I read, and then I watched a little a little YouTube bio of her. Apparently, the record label told her that her music, in, quote, in quotes here, wasn't black enough. And Oof. her response to that was, I ain't moving from my face, from my race, from my history. So she stood up for herself, which eventually led to the name 
of the album that you got to be is on called I Ain't Moving. Love it. Yeah, but when it came to the song, she had read a book called Creative Visualization after she had a really hard breakup. I uh, uh, probably with the guy who apparently I got her signed. <laughs> so I was going to say, was this the boyfriend with the demo mailing capabilities? I guess she was really inspired by that book, Creative Visualization, and it made her want to write a song. That was full of positive and self-love affirmations, which became You Gotta Be. Nice. And we'll get into the lyrics a little bit, uh, but the lyrics of the song, there are there are lines that I think are really good lyrics. Like, I think when people think about this song, they only remember the You Gotta Be portions mm-hmm. of it, but the actual verses are really solid in this song. Um, but yeah, the single came out. It peaked at number five on... Chris, what can only be described as a as a stacked billboard chart at that point. It was actually March 11th, 1995 when it peaked. Number one song in America at that time was Take a Bow by Madonna. Number Ooh. two was TLC Creep. Number three was Candy Rain by Soul For Real, oh. previous episode. <laughs> and then also rounding out the rest of the top ten a little bit, you had Real McCoy, Another Night. On Bend It Knee by Boys to Men, Strong Enough by Sheryl Crow, and Hold My Hand by Hootie and the Blowfish. Just a just a stacked stacked Billboard charts right there. Uh, I like that you called her Sheryl Crow. <laughs> you you mix- know, like that movie with the glaive. <laughs> um, that's not, that playlist sounds like a lot of fall soup party playlist material. <laughs> if you've listened for, to previous episodes. For but. sure. The other thing that I want to talk about, because like her career in the middle is kind of just, if you were living in the UK, she kept putting out some pretty good singles uh, that did well. In the States, she might as well have just not existed. She was just being consistent. I want to jump to 2003, where she discovers a love for alternative medicine Mm -hmm. and decides to go on a musical hiatus to become a nutritionist that essentially lasts 16 years. She doesn't record any more music until 2019, but during that 16-year hiatus... She would occasionally come out of retirement to perform and helped break the record for the most people simultaneously singing the same song by leading 600,000 school children across the United Kingdom in singing the lyrics to You Gotta Be. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Now, I don't know the timeline of this, but Desiree also had some personal and physical issues that led to her taking a step back from music it included chronic stage fright not a good thing if you were a performer a performer yeah. um fear of flying yeah probably another thing that's not too great if you got to do some touring uh but she also had an um underactive thyroid which left her with low energy and then it was all these things came together and she got dropped from her label around the time that she decided to step back and go into the world of alternative medicine and nutrition, which would make sense if she's trying to, you know, take care of what's going on. Yeah. Right. Before that happened though, before she stepped away and then stepped back to the chorus of 600,000 British school children, (laughs) a few other things happened. And one of those things was that she contributed the song. I'm kissing you 
to the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. And I believe yeah, she actually appeared in the movie. Yeah. She's in the movie singing it. Hey, you know what an awesome movie? Well, it's a pretty good movie with an awesome soundtrack that's kind of in the same vein as like that Romeo and Juliet where they mix the old story with like the new music is Marie Antoinette. Did you ever see that with uh, Kirsten, I, with Kirsten Dunst and um, yeah, uh, Sofia Coppola directed it. Yeah, it's great, dude. The soundtrack of that movie is incredible. It's like a lot of like shoegazy music. Oh man, so good. That yeah. was a no. I do yeah. love when they do stuff like that. There was a, a movie that came out. I want to say in 2019 called The Favorite. That was from the guy who did like The Lobster and mm. uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. He's a very weird filmmaker, but it was. Uh, you know, it was that that time, the Marie Antoinette time period. But whenever they would go to the day, like they would go and have like a ball, it would be like almost like a vitamin string quartet type deal where it's like an orchestra playing like a modern song, but they'd be playing like modern hip hop and everyone would be like doing 2019 style dancing and like yeah. the old timey clothes at the ball. Right. But then the rest of the movie plays out like normal, right. like like a normal like, like 17th the, century like the Gatsby film. movie, like the great yeah, Gatsby exactly. Movie. Yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm not going to lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy and getting to eat restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout, Plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com slash one hit 50 and use the code one hit 50 to get 50% off. That's code one hit 50. The words one hit and the number 50 that is at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off. Hey. Do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. We're, we're taking it back to You Gotta Be Time. So the record label, you know, who famously told her her music wasn't black enough, uh, told her that her music doesn't fit on the R&B charts. She described her music as acoustic soul. And 
a little bit ago, Matt, you were talking about highs and lows. Well, some of the highs, Stevie Wonder and Prince both reached out and wanted to work with her. I didn't see any actual, <laughs> I didn't see any actual collaborations, but maybe I didn't dig deep enough. Uh, but there are also some lows, which I guess kind of turned into highs and in money. One of these things, as we alluded to earlier, was that in 1997, a few years later, Janet Jackson released her song, Got Till It's Gone, with Q-Tip and Joni Mitchell that sampled that, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone. And Desiree thought it sounded so much like her song, Feels So High, that she took Janet to court. And there are back-to-back comparisons of both songs, and I listened to it. Show me your company. Come and tell me who you be. I'll try and take things easy. I'll be loose, I'll be carefree. I'm living for tomorrow, not today. Gotta make my plans so in case. Yes, maybe I hear it. Janet's song's so much better, and I feel like it's a little bit of a stretch. It was settled out of court. Desiree ended up getting 25% of the song's publishing, which amounted to about $3 million, which is insane. Uh, so she ended up on top on that for a Feel So High song, which didn't do a lot for me, and... Speaking of the Romeo and Juliet song, I'm Kissing You, (laughs) a few years later, Beyonce made it clear that she had always wanted to cover that song. She loved that song. So she actually reached out to Desiree's team or, or label and got cleared to record a cover of the song for her album. And a couple days later, After they had already cleared it, they came back to Beyonce and said, yo, you can do it, but you can't make a video for it and you have to call it something else, which is weird. That's very weird. You would think they would want, you know, she wrote this. I don't understand. Like, why wouldn't you want more play on that song? Why wouldn't you want... You'd, if it were me and I wrote the song and Beyonce was covered, I would want it to be the biggest song of the year. So I didn't really understand that. So Beyonce was like, whatever, and ignored that, <laughs> called it, I'm kissing you, and made a music video for it. Desiree filed a case against her and asked for $150,000. So Beyonce pulled the album from all the stores and re-released the album without the song. That that story to me is kind of wild. I guess in 19, whatever, this is still in the 90s. I guess Beyonce wasn't the Beyonce of now, but why? I don't get it. I don't get well, why. So, so I think you have something slightly incorrect there. So the terms and conditions, and this is from the Royalty Network. I don't know what the royalty network is. I trust it the royalty network. Yeah. The royalty network offered Beyonce the usage of the song under the certain terms 
that two of the conditions of the proposal were that the song title remained the same oh. and that the song was not published in any video form. Beyonce made no further, further contact with the royalty network and then released the song as Still in Love as opposed to the title Kissing You. Oh, so I mixed that part up. So Yeah, so you mix it up. She actually changed the title, which is what... <laughs> <laughs> what okay. annoyed them. All right. Um, and then, yeah, the music video thing. But it sounds like that was more... I, I don't... I mean, I'm assuming the royalty network is just whoever owned the royalties to... Like, here's the thing that's really fucking weird with copyrights. And you and I have talked about this before. You and I both agree that someone who has a song and someone else uses that song without permission, that person should get money <laughs> for the song sure. being used without permission. What I've discovered with YouTube is that because so much stuff has moved to digital distribution, there's these fucking weird situations where, like, I will reach out to you, say, and and go, hey, I'm putting together this video for uh, Geekscape's YouTube channel. Can I use this punchline song? Or I'll hit up Megaran and ask the same question. And I know that after a certain album, you guys pretty much own the copyrights to yeah. those those songs. We will still get hit with copyright claims from CD Baby, who's claiming ownership of the song because the album is like being distributed digitally on CD Baby. <laughs> right. Hey, I get things flagged. I'm posting my own songs. This is an yeah. everyday occurrence on TikTok, on YouTube, on Facebook. I get things muted. I get things taken down. And it's my own freaking song. And yeah, you have to we dispute it. it. It's yeah, not even like yeah. one of the Fueled by Ramen ones. It's like, yeah. we, it's because we're distributed through TuneCore or whatever, you know, yeah, DistroKid. Like, like, it's so frustrating. And <laughs> at the, on the same, at the same time, man, do you know how many times I go on YouTube to like look up a song? Maybe to add it to a podcast episode or something. And it's some random user uploaded the song. It has no problems. Yeah. It has <laughs> millions of plays and ads come up in it. Are they monetizing <laughs> other people's songs and getting millions of plays? And and the, the artists are just like, whatever. But that my point being that it is very easy for Desiree to not even have anything to do with this Beyonce thing and that being fully just whoever owned the publishing of that specific song just being a douchebag. I'm sure she got a nice paycheck out of whatever the lawsuit did as like the performer of the original song. But the fact that it kept calling out just like in the, the Beyonce wiki page, it only refers to the royalty network and doesn't really bring up Desiree too much. I'm thinking that it was tied to, to a situation like that where the song is not really owned by her per se, but earned uh, uh, owned by somebody completely different. Okay. So let's let's pull it back to You Gotta Be. That's the focus of this episode. Let's go over some... I think a lyrical breakdown is in order for this one to decide if Desiree is truly a beast here. Well, one thing I didn't look up, I want to know if she wrote the whole song. She wrote it with someone named Ashley Ingram. Who Ashley Ingram was the producer, but Desiree and Ashley Ingram wrote the song. Okay, so if this is great, we can give Desiree pretty much a lot of credit for it. Listen as your day unfolds. Challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be ashamed to cry. Pretty strong. That's a good message. Pretty strong. Yeah. You got to be bad. You got to be bold. 
you got to be wiser. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> got to be hard. Oh, you got to yeah. be tough. You got to be stronger. Yeah, right. You got to be cool. You got to be calm. You got to stay together. All I know, all I know, love will save the day. Okay. I feel like <laughs> love love will save the day. That really went off of what she was saying there. <laughs> I mean, is it she talking about self-love maybe? Maybe. That that could be what it is. I'll, because she just said lovers they may cause you tears, go ahead release your fears. I, I don't know. I'm I'm going to say this is about self-love because then she says Harold, what your mother said. Interesting thing to say for someone that told you to, to not get into the music business, but yeah. okay. <laughs> Harold, what your mother said, read the books your father read. Try to solve the puzzles in your own sweet time. I just want to say that I love those three lines specifically. <laughs> I think that those are the, the three best lines in, in the song, actually. I'm trying to think of what books my dad read. My dad reads like, <laughs> I don't know. Um I don't even know. My dad's not a reader, period. So I've already probably read, You've read the more books. books than my father has read. Read more books <laughs> than father did. Some may have more cash than you. Others take a different view. My, oh, my. A, a, a. So then we go, go back to the chorus. To, oh, bridge and time. I, yeah, I was going to say, we get into the bridge here. Um. Time asks no questions. It goes on without you, leaving you behind. You can't stand the pace. The world keeps spinning. You can't stop it if you tried to. The best part of danger is staring in your face. Dude, you, um, you're, what you just read there, there were like eight words that are different <laughs> than, than what yeah. I just read. Mine says, time asks no questions. It goes on without you, leaving you behind if you can't stand the pace. The world keeps on spinning. Can't stop if you tried to. The best part is danger staring you in the face. See, I just scrolled right. I was scrolling while reading. I probably got all types of words jumbled because it was on two different pages of my Word doc. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, But basically, the rest is all stuff we've heard. There's a lot of repetition of just the you got to be bad. You got to be bold. You got to be wiser. You got to be hard. You got to be tough. You got to be stronger. You got to be cool. You got to be calm. You got to stay together. All I know, all I know is we're talking about Desiree. Yeah. And so Desiree made a comeback in 2014. She finally returned to the studio. Unfortunately, at the same time, she had to take care of her sick mother. A lot of, (laughs) she's had a lot of strife in her life. Poor Desiree. But I think she continued to be bold and hard Mm -hmm. and cool. (laughs) It seems. And ultimately love won the way, love saved the day. Yeah. For Desiree. I think so. All right. Desiree. How how are we feeling? This song was really... I, I did see this was like the most played video on VH1 that year. I believe that. It was... This seems like a perfect VH1 video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this is very much adult contemporary music from the mid-90s. She sold over two and a half million copies of this album. She toured with Seal. She did. Cool. Pretty cool. She really did it all on the wings of You Gotta Be. But what do we feel? So if all we were talking about was just our feelings on the song You Gotta Be, I still think that You Gotta Be is a fantastic song. I think it is a really good song. It's got a solid message, decent lyrics in the verses, all of that really good stuff. But nothing else that I listened to by her connected to me 
in even the slightest bit. So I'm I'm gonna go with a blunder on this one. I actually hate that I'm saying that, but I'm going with a blunder for Desiree. So I think you gotta be is an amazingly written song with a positive message. It's catchy. It's undeniably a huge hit, but this is a doctor's office song. This is a grocery store song. This is wallpaper. This is background music. This is not something I would intentionally put on. And I don't think I'd be alone in saying that it was. And part of that is just how overplayed it was. It was really drilled into our heads. Most played video on VH1. Just still you'd hear this on like your late rock station. And I would agree as I dug deeper, I heard some songs by her that were unlistenable. Like (laughs) I heard some really bad song, like really dramatically sang, but not pleasing to my ears. (laughs) Like her, her other songs. I can't believe that feels so high was a hit. It doesn't, it's nowhere near even in the league of you gotta be. And I don't know, taking on Janet Jackson. I know there's a lot of lawyers and labels and stuff behind that. And yeah, get what's yours. Apparently someone agreed that it was close enough, but, and, and Janet, she's a Jackson. I don't think she's hard up for millions of dollars. But I'm a gigantic Janet Jackson fan. If you fuck with Janet, you come for Janet. If I'm on the fence about you, I'm going to say you are a blunder all the way. Don't come at Janet like that. You know? (laughs) And uh, blunder. Blunder. I don't like this song, even though it's good. (laughs) And I definitely don't like any of her other music. So sorry, Desiree. I'm sure you're a very nice person. The song is great. You've had a huge career, 600,000 children sung your song in unison. But when it comes to me, you ain't getting my thunder pass. This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Fafalios of the bands Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah, and produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net. Underneath me, you're hearing the Punchline song Universe off their EP, So Nice to Meet You. Visit punchline.com for merch, tour dates, and news. We're on Patreon now. Become a patron and get some bonus content, early episodes, and a chance to vote for future episodes at patreon.com backslash OHT podcast. Do you want to start a podcast? Contact Chris and myself at weknowpodcasting.com for how we can make your show sound as professional as possible. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting apps. And tune in next week for more One Hit Thunder. is a black hole. Do you think we'll ever meet? It wouldn't change everything. When she asked me how far we can take it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.